welcome. My name is Taya. My name is Laura. <laughs> and we're back from hiatus. Yay. Okay. I've just had a baby, so if I forget words, it's called sleep deprivation. And if I forget words, it's called Taya. <laughs> <laughs> you mean I've just joined your level? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Taya-ness somehow melded into my brain yes. after childbirth. <laughs> now we all know it's that I've, you know, just always and perpetually just had a baby. <laughs> I remember the phrase, okay, we fil- we just filmed, recorded an episode right before this one, and I could not for the life of me think of the phrase, Co-recurring disorders. Co-recurring. Co-recurring. <laughs> you Co-a-la. say it. <laughs> Co-occurring. And you're the one who had the speech impediment. Wasabi. I do have the speech impediment. <laughs> which also the episode, which I think this episode is going to release before the one we just did. Is that correct? Um, That is up to us. I think this one should be first just because of the topic. Okay. We're going to talk Johnny Depp, Amber Heard. Because who isn't talking about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard? Right. I hopefully want to take a little bit of a different take on it than other people. Not focus so, so much on the drama. Making fun of it. (laughs) Making fun of it, drama. Not so, so much. There's going to be another point, but I mean a little bit of it. But anyway, yes, Um, I do have a speech impediment. Be amazed that I talk for a living. (laughs) (laughs) And I forget words and sentences and what I was talking about. So naturally, I am a writer and... (laughs) Well, you also have dyslexia, do you not? I do. You have dyslexia. You don't like grammar. I hate grammar. I love grammar. I'm just bad at it, I guess. Because... It's so funny to me because if I study it, it sticks in my brain. But then the second I'm, like, not, like, if I take a week off, mm-hmm. it's gone. Well, that's it, like me with it music is, theory. It is fluttered out. <laughs> that's me with music theory. I love music theory. When I was in school as a music major and I was going through music theory, I loved it. I don't know if I was the best at it, but I did well on the tests and all my assignments. And then I stopped going to school because I couldn't afford it and I refused to take out loans because they terrified me. And all of a sudden, I mean, I've been in music my entire life. Now I look at a key signature and I'm like, and that key signature is, it's a key signature. <laughs> it's that the thing. That, that thing. Yeah, that's that thing. I have been in music my whole life. <laughs> I write for a living. <laughs> what are we doing with our lives, Taya? <laughs> the exact opposite of what we were built for. There you go. Anyway, um, so Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp and Amber Heard. Heard. Okay, so I, I have to tell you my my experience on, on this case. Okay, so if you don't know for some reason. <laughs> if you've been living under a rock. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. So uh, Johnny Depp is suing Amber Heard at this moment. They're both for... actors in case you're really under a rock. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Depp is an actor. He's in Pirates of the Caribbean and he played uh, Grindelwald in um, Fantastic, Fantastic Beast, the second one. And um, he, in 2018, Amber Heard, who is his ex-wife, she is... Mira in Aquaman. Yes. Um, and she's a character in Mom Diary, but I don't know the name of the character because I've yeah. never seen the movie. She, she's done a, a couple of movies. I, I don't know her well enough. But her most blockbuster movie was Aquaman. Yes. So she's most known for that. Um, so she uh, wrote an article, a po- an op-ed, 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 opinion editorial. Um, she wrote an op-ed about Johnny or about her marriage and um specified a lot of abuse and this um op-ed came out and she was given um a position 
with an organization that I can't remember the name of. Ah, but it helps domestic violence. Victims. Yeah, but it's 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 a domestic violence against women um, organization organization that brings awareness and raises money and does like a lot of you know good things for women who mm-hmm. have been victims of domestic violence. Um, and she is now the spokesperson for this organization, and they announced that by putting this opinion piece out there, this op-ed out there, um, and it's very detailed uh, description of abuse, sexual abuse, um, and physical. physical abuse and verbal abuse, um, all within her marriage. She did not name Johnny Depp, however, she did specify him, and she did talk about her marriage and the timeline. Everybody knew that it, it was, was Johnny, about Johnny Depp. Depp. Now, she's been married twice, but Johnny Depp is the only man she's been married to. Her first marriage was with a woman. Was with a woman. So it wasn't about her first marriage. No. It was... Um, and so um, there have been several different court cases, one in... Um, the UK. The UK, one, one in 2020. Um, so there, there's been a couple of different things that he has sued her for. He has won some, he has lost some. But the biggest thing that has come out of this um, is that Johnny Depp said he was never abusive to her at all yeah. and that she was actually abusive to him. And right now he is suing her because uh, he lost his Pirates of the Caribbean contract and his Fantastic, Fantastic Beast contract Which... because directly related to this um, op-ed. op-ed that she wrote yeah. and... That's what he's saying. Um, and that yeah. is what he's saying. And he's also claiming that not only did she lie about herself being abused by him, but she was actually abusive towards him. And that his character is just, it was dragged through the mud. Yeah. And he's been his, in the... His life has been dramatically changed because of this opinion, this um, op-ed that she wrote. And it has ruined his career. It has completely changed the public opinion of him. And it has painted him in such a horrible light. And he is claiming that he was abused mm-hmm. and he's very upset that she wrote this because she was abusive to him and he they actually have in their it's very common in Hollywood uh divorce papers that if anybody um that Speaks once one once the divorce is over you don't talk about why you got divorced yeah and that is in a you, lot of hollywood contracts you don't want people taking sides especially right. because we as the public we don't know them personally right we're and not so, in their lives and so johnny depp um and amber heard had that agreement in their um in their divorce and so even if it was true he after this uh case that is happening right now as we're recording this um, he still has grounds to sue her for that. So right now, the the one that is on trial is, um, did this article pertain, like, did she write it? Did it pertain to him? Did it ruin his career? Did it cost him money and um, ruin his uh, character in the public in the, eye? Yeah. And so that, and also um, it has been brought up that was she the abuser? Yeah. And that, that so... Those are the things that are being discussed right now and on trial and being presented to a judge and a jury at this moment. And um, the- as of recording, they are on. We have heard from Johnny Depp's side. They have rested, and Amber Heard has had experts, witnesses, and she has two testified days. for two days. Yeah, she testified for two days, and they're taking a ten-day break. I think there's seven days left as of we're recording um, of this break where. Uh, Johnny Depp's lawyers have the chance to cross to decide what, how they're going to cross-examine Amber Heard. Mm-hmm. So at the end of this break, 
his lawyers are going to ask her questions. Yes. Um, the and two then days her that, case yeah. will continue. And so the two days that they had was her lawyer asking her questions. Yeah. So. We learned is, a lot about Johnny Depp in this trial. We did. He, he is a very private person prior to this trial. And I know this because... Excuse me. I know this because I grew up... I watched celebrity interviews and Inside the Actor Studios, which is some of the best actor interviews if you love the art of acting. Mm -hmm. And I was obsessive with uh, watching behind-the-scenes footage, like yeah. extras on love DVDs. Love stuff. Love it. I love seeing behind-the-scenes. I love learning things about actors. I probably... I, I did. Not probably. I did idolize them when I was younger. Now that I'm older, I realize they're just people. But I still appreciate talent, and I love when they're funny and entertaining. Mm -hmm. So I watch for that. And he was always very private. Yes. He didn't... Which I actually respect. The older I get, the more I respect the more private actors. Stanley Tucci, Meryl Streep, formerly well, Johnny, Johnny Depp, unfortunately. <laughs> because yeah. I don't necessarily have to hear or know a lot about your life in order to appreciate the art that you're putting out there. Right. So the fact that he goes from about as private, almost, as Meryl Streep, I would say. I mean, some things were written about him and leaked and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But he wouldn't talk about it. And yeah. he was uncomfortable with interviews, you could tell. Yeah, he was a very bad interview. That yeah. was something that a lot of media outlets have, have always said about Johnny Depp was that he was a bad interview. Yeah. And there are some celebrities awkward. there are some celebrities that are bad interviews because they are rude. Yeah. Um, Russell Brand, for instance, was a, was and I'm saying was because he is has changed a lot. But, oh, he's wonderful now. But when he Go was Go to his YouTube channel. <laughs> when he was um the way he was before um, active in his addiction probably yeah. yeah he was a very bad interview and people hated interviewing him yeah. uh because he was he, he sidestepped questions he was rude to people uh the the questionnaire people and was very off topic never you know couldn't keep them straight johnny depp was a bad interview because johnny depp um, has a very hard time talking about himself. Yeah, he's he, he he's a very he was better when he was younger. Um, yeah. but he got more like when you watch the Pirates more of the reserved. Caribbean, um, footage like interviews that he did. He's so uncomfortable, and he doesn't, yeah. and he and he doesn't speak well when he is talking about things. He he looks away. He mumbles a lot <laughs> um, in interviews, and he's he takes his time. Yes, and. I do want to point out, because I have been a fan of Johnny Depp for a while, so one, I, I understand I'm a little biased as far, at least as a, of his acting career, but because I was a fan, I saw as many interviews as I could get my hands on. Yeah. I know how he speaks naturally, and so the way he's speaking in trial is very close so, to how he has spoken yeah. in uncomfortable interviews. Well, and I, I want to... A lot of people are that. saying so, he talks weird so one of the things yeah then he always has but yeah. like one of the things like so coming into this so when it first came out he sued her once already like he's they, they've already gone to trial well, i know for he sued an, and he sued a newspaper he sued a newspaper UK. he used the he sued the sun yeah and that was um, the uk trial and he um he lost one he won some other one you know yeah they, this has been a, a legal mess for a very long time oh yeah but he um I, I very much supported him and believed him over her because of the evidence that was brought in those cases. Now, coming into this trial where they are literally mapping out exactly what happened and the abuse that happened, 
and you watch Johnny Depp and his, and, and I wanted to come into this thinking like, there is no way that, you know, Amber Heard was not victimized in some way, right? Like she going, not only is she, um, now representing women who have been victims of domestic violence, like she's going into the most publicized place uh, in the world and she is saying like accusing someone as incredibly famous as Johnny Depp like this is going to be huge there's no way she's just gonna straight up lie under oath in front of literally everyone it's live stream the whole world can see this trial and most of the world is watching it and so I'm like I'm gonna go into this believing her you know like believing the victim and you know really trying to understand her side of things so i listened to her testimony and her answering the questions from her lawyers and i am sorry but i am not an expert or anything like that but that testimony made her look so incredibly unprepared and she made so many mistakes but the one that, the thing that really bothered me, I was just like, okay, this, like her lawyers are not doing their job because they, she should not be, you know, doing this certain thing or she should not be doing this certain thing. But just, she, she describes, she describes the violence that took place in Australia and when Johnny Depp severed his finger. We all knew that he severed his finger. We all, like, he spoke about that she threw a bottle and the um, glass, the glass ch- uh, chopped off the top of his finger. And he's a guitarist. And, yeah, and so she described the violence that happened, yeah. and I'm listening to this woman, and granted, I grew up in a ranch, or on a ranch, with brothers, I have seen many people get black eyes, I have seen many people get punched in the face, I have seen... Cowboy life. The damage that happens, and Hollywood has really desensitized people to what actually happens when you get hit in the face. And oh, what. yeah. And so I'm listening to this woman who is... Taller than Johnny Depp, but definitely smaller. Yeah. Um, smaller frames. Smaller frames. Um, and she's talking about Johnny Depp, and he wears rings. We all, you know, like you see yeah. pictures, he wears rings. And really she, big ones. She describes the violence against her. And I am sitting here thinking, like she, she says, he's, he's punching me. Closed fist, punching me in the face continuously. And I'm like, okay, 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 okay. And then she talks about how he is slamming her against a brick wall with her neck. Yeah, but he took by her, her by the throat and just... And slammed her against the wall. He threw bottles at her head um, and missed, and there was glass all over the floor. She cut her arm. She cut was, her feet. Cut her, cut her feet, was crawling in the, in the glass everywhere. And just this horrific violence that she is, is talking about. And I am, like, listening to this. And then... They show the pictures, this mm-hmm. this evidence that she has of what has happened to her. She should look like Frankenstein's monster. You, like, if you get punched one time by anybody who has any sort of strength, strength that has giant rings on, you get punched one time when your head is against something hard, like a table. Oh, you're messed she, up. Like, you bleed. Your face bleeds so easily. Like, yeah. so easily. 100%. And you will black out. Yeah. Like, 
there is no way that he could have continuously punched her several times. Without and rearranging her face. Without basically. rearranging her face. Without blood. Without cutting her face. With, like, And you can hide black eyes that are a couple days old. You cannot hide black eyes that have just happened because no. the swelling is so bad. You and can't... a witness said that. A witness for um, when Johnny Depp's team was giving their case, they kept asking him. It was the front desk man, I believe. Mm-hmm. His testimony was funny. Not the, the topic matter was not, but like yeah. his manner was refreshing. Is he the one that drove away? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> his manner was refreshing <laughs> just after everything, with everything else going on. It was just fun to see him be just the way he answered the question. Yeah. And they were asking, is it, you know, was she wearing makeup? What was the color of the makeup? You know, and everything. He And at one point he said she could have covered up a black eye with makeup. But I would have seen swelling. Yeah, like you, you can't cover up cuts with with makeup. You can't cover up swelling with makeup. No. And um, the the you cannot grab somebody by the throat mm. and push them against the wall without mm. leaving a mark. Like, mm-hmm. and 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 there are men who That's are horrendous. and women. There are men and women who are chronic abusers who know how to hide bruises, who know how to hit somebody so that they don't leave a bruise. But the way that they've learned that, which is so sad that I know this, but the way that they've learned that is by hurting someone. Yeah. So, like, in increments. Yeah. And um, that's why, when you're abusive, you slap people and you don't hit them with a closed fist. Yeah. Because And you backhand them. <laughs> because it leaves a mark, but it leaves a color mark that can be covered. It doesn't swell as much. Mm-hmm. It's, it can still swell, especially if you're wearing rings, and it can still cut. Yeah. But it is v- way less likely to uh, make a make a non-coverable mark um, when you have an open fist. But if you, even if with an open fist, if you slap somebody repeatedly the way that she was describing this violence that was taking place. She couldn't hide all of that. You could not hide she all of that. She would be swollen. You he would be, is you broader would be... and stronger. Like, his arms are bigger. He has muscle there. Even if he was a little pipsqueak. <laughs> like, if a toddler jumps up on you and is punching you and you're not able to get off. Like, That's it's true. going to hurt and it's going to leave marks. I and... have been hit by accident. I have to, my, my toddler is not violent. Thank heavens. But I have been elbowed by accident, kicked by accident, hit by accident by my toddler, and it hurts. Yeah. And, and it, it has left, I, well, I bruise easily, but it still, it still leaves a goose egg. The fact that it still leaves it. And, and it's, and it, like, we see the, the evidence, the pictures of her, and she has two black eyes that are, if they are real, are days old. Days, days, days. And they don't, like, yeah. And she should have gone to special effects makeup school. Yeah. <laughs> Got some prosthetics in there. Yeah, like you really it, colored it in. It was it, she it was just so... and she and she talks about oh there's so much glass and then there's a picture and it's like a couple of like pieces of glass and well and there was so much feet should have been shredded and there's so like well she talked about like several like she remembered several bottles you know like instances of several bottles and it's like there was one bottle in the picture and she talked about like horrific things that he did she should have scars everywhere reconstructive surgeries like well and (coughs) this happened in 2015 but and and she didn't get any help as far as medical assistance because then she could just you know bring those people to court the medical records and the doctors who treated her absolutely right. and um and she didn't and then um there's 
there's one thing that she um, accused him of. And I actually don't want to talk about it. This is it. when I talk about the things that she is saying happened. It's hard, not because I believe they happened to her, but I know they happened to people. And well, everything. but she someone has come out and said that she stole their story. I don't doubt that, and I, I don't know stuff. the credibility of that. That is something that I heard on the internet that was publicized. That oh yeah, you can't trust the internet. Yeah, and um, never mind. I, don't I take know. back my don't doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was part of the of the 2020 case. Oh, okay, so um, that somebody had said that they were appalled by the fact that she had confided in a friend, and Amber Heard was there, and Amber Heard told her to get a gun. Um, oh my goodness. Uh, and that was the only way to protect herself kind of a thing. Damn. But then, um, you know, years later in the op-ed and um, hearing this case and, and, and all of this stuff. It reminded her of her own story. It was her It was her story with Twisted, you know, um, to, to the situation. But there was one thing that she accused Johnny Depp of that is so horrendous. I'm not going to say it on here, but it has to do with a bottle but not being thrown. Yeah. You know what I'm... If you've been following, you know, everyone knows the yeah. other bottle incident. She should have seen a doctor for that, or yeah. there should be a lot of damage, yeah. because... All of the violence that she described should have been documented. Um, and, well, and it was just really violent. I mean, it was like he was going... I'm trying to think of a really violent character in a movie... Never seen John Wick. Is John Wick particularly violent? I have no idea. Rated R. I would assume that the rated R die hard guy. Yeah, but those are good guys. I think. Think of a really nasty villain from a movie that does immense violence, and well, like, that's how yeah. she's painting Johnny Depp. And I can't. just, just horrible and awful. Like she's probably. Well, apparently she did like a James Corden interview or something like two days after one of the incidents that she mm-hmm. claimed she got hit, and there's nothing and nothing on her face, and people were saying, "Well, the magic of makeup." But she was violent. But she was photographed earlier that day by paparazzi with no makeup on, mm. and she did not have bruises. And so there, there's just so many holes in her testimony, and 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 it's so hard because and the way she testifies, which we'll get to in a minute. Yeah, but I want I just listening to the violence that is happening, not paying attention to to necessarily what you know all of the mistakes she was making as far as, like, what you're not supposed to do in front of a jury. Um, Which everyone can make, even because nerves kick in. But just listening to the violence, I was like, this, how can you accuse someone of this when it's not true? And then looking at her face that is still intact <laughs> and and it just... She's it had makes, no surgeries. She's had no surgery. She, like, it's she's claiming that these these little bruises that she has are and 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 then you look at Johnny Depp's testimony which has not changed he has not changed what he uh has said and the bruises that he has uh correspond with the violence that he is accusing the amount of. and the amount of yeah. violence like um she hit him and he has a bruise on his face and where the bruise is makes sense because the way that he described her hitting and how he described her hitting and everything like that. Like, it made sense where the bruises were. It lines up. It lines up. Hers don't even kind of line up. And it's like, how, like, I have such a hard time because I think, I personally believe that abuse and false accusations of abuse have, like, are the same, like, 
are the same amount of bad. Yeah. Because abuse is obviously horrible for the victim and the people that, you know, the cycle of abuse that starts from it and, like, the psychological damage, you know, it it spreads. But it is mostly self-contained, but it can spread through the cycle. But if you falsely accuse someone, you can ruin their life. And more importantly, well, not more importantly, but equally important is that you just made every single victim out there less believable. 100%. And that is not okay. Because there are so many men and women who cannot come forward because they are not going to be believed. And that is the biggest problem with all abuse, sexual abuse, uh, verbal abuse, any type of abuse, is that people can't, they don't come forward because they won't be believed. Or they do come forward and they're not believed. Yeah. And Amber Heard, on this huge scale, this huge stage of the entire world is watching, is making a mockery of these victims that have tried so hard. They would love to get on a stand and be able to accuse and tell the truth about their attackers and their abusers and have the world listen to them and believe them. And she has this opportunity and she is lying. And even if, even if Johnny Depp is, um, like he, he, did abuse her in any way he did not do all of the things that she said he could not have and not had any left any marks on her yeah and the extent of the abuse that she is accusing him of is not possible with the evidence presented yes he could have slapped her with an open hand he could have done some other things but not the abuse to the extent that she's saying and so here's the really sad thing if and this is a big if because we don't know if he did in any way abuse her now everyone's gonna we will we'll never know he will never get punished for that because because she lied yes like there's no way she around, exaggerated at the very very yeah, least there, there's no way around the fact that she lied in there's so many incongruent things in her testimony that don't don't line up with um well the way she testifies the, thing, the things that she has said before and it's She's a, a really uh, it's it's really sad because and I feel like um like I really tried to believe her I really tried yeah and I just you're better you than can. me then <laughs> you can't you're better He's than like, me and I feel like when you when you listen to Johnny Depp I I was always an advocate for Johnny Depp in the fact that I thought it was unfair that the same studio fired him and did not fire her. And that's what's making a lot of people upset is that... Um, it seems like a double standard. It's a double standard. And that he had proof that she abused him. Mm-hmm. He had proof of it. It's been in this trial. It was, you know, out in... There were recordings the and things. Um, they have proof that she abused him. But um, they only fired him for the and bad press. Her. And they didn't fire her for the bad press. They don't actually care whether or not either of them works abuse. They don't give a crap. They, they, just they care, care about, about public opinion. The public opinion and the... Um, well, that's why Ezra Miller, who plays The Flash in the movies, he has been arrested for assaulting, I think, two women now. He's in... Um, uh, Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts. Beast. He's also The Flash in yeah. the DC movies, apparently. He threw a chair at a woman's head and yeah. hit her in said head with yeah. said chair. 
and he also did something else that I'm not remembering. Basically, he was, he was arrested for it though, like 100. Yeah, and it's on video. There's yeah. no like, oh, someone said he did it. It's yeah. on video of him doing it. And if the public outrage and outcry against him was anywhere close to the one when it was Johnny Depp being accused, yeah, then he would probably be fired because, as you said, they care about public opinion, but. I haven't heard people be outraged. Not enough people, anyway, to the point. And I'm not even saying that someone should be fired based on that. I'm not about cancel culture, but I am very, very, very against double standards. If you're going to fire someone because of something they did in their personal life, then you should fire everyone else who does that you know of that does the said thing in their personal life. Right. Unless, well, unless you offer them a chance to change and they take it. Yeah. The petition to get um, Amber Heard. Um, out fired. of Awkward Man 2 to get her fired from that movie, which I think is already shot. Yeah, it's already done. Well, people started it way back way before, and then it's had a resurgence during this trial. They're saying yeah, they during should this trial, just it take four her million out. signatures. That people are saying, well, she's only like six minutes at the moment. People are saying they should just cut her out completely or recast for that six minutes. Yeah. Figure out some way that she's not yeah, in there's it. a girl on TikTok who looks a lot like Amber Heard, and she's like, you guys, just recast me, and it will be, like, the, cheapi- the cheapest, easiest recast. Pay me $100. Like, yeah. yeah like, <laughs> she's like, I'll do it. Pay for my flight and give me $100 and I'll do it. There yeah. You go. Very, very, very good. cheap for an yeah. actress in a movie. So, I think... Um, That's funny. The But, yeah, it's people are very upset about... People are. And, again, I'm not all about cancel culture. I'm really not. I don't know if and when someone should be... Yeah. I'm, I'm not but here I, to be a judge and jury, but double standards bother me. So if they fire one person for it, you should have the integrity to stick to your guns or and rehire fire them. And fire yeah. both of them or rehire them and be like, we're sorry, we made a mistake. Right. And I, it's really, oh, it's so bad. Or because, just stay out of their personal lives. And but just, yeah, like my thing, and I'll, I'll say it again, is that it's not okay to falsely accuse someone because no. you are ruining it for the people that are rightfully accusing yes and you are making those people not be believed you're Mm -hmm. making it harder for everyone who is actually going through abuse you're making it easier for abuse to happen and for abusers to get away with what they're doing and one of the things that she her um her lawyers have really been pounding the fact that johnny was drunk and that he was on drugs oh yeah and what that is his addiction that which which is such a problem with her story because again abusers who are abusing your spouse and know like where to hit them to not leave you know marks marks, like they don't lose control they're in control that situation even if they're like drunk or on drugs whatever they know well enough how to hide those marks if johnny (laughs) if johnny tep was sober for a long time uh went off drug or fell off the wagon relapsed relapsed completely and was out of control because she kept saying he was out of control she couldn't see him in his eyes it wasn't johnny anymore it wasn't all that stuff if that had happened he could not have controlled the the violence and he could not have been like you would be so messed up yeah like and well, according to the violence that she says he committed, she would be messed up. And that's the thing. It's like it just it doesn't it doesn't measure up. Everything she says it doesn't measure up. And the the problem is is that so many people like if you watch a movie fight, 
people get punched in the face and nothing happens, right? Yeah, like, they they, they they slide to the right and then they punch the other guy and that's not how like how no. it actually happens. Punching someone hurts your hand yes. so much and being punched in the face is debilitating. It hurts like heck. And she had a bruise on her nose. And if you punch somebody so hard in the nose that it blackens their eye, like, you can't, like, blood would gush, snot would gush, you would cry, you would be burning with tears. Like, there is, it just, in order to get two black eyes from a punch in the nose, like, it is a very, oh. very difficult. And you oh, have yeah. to be hit so hard. And you would be completely out. You'd be like a raccoon. Yeah. Like, you, it, and... It's so, it's so, like, ridiculous to have that amount of violence. And and, and I just think, like, did her lawyers, like, not, like, do they not understand that all of that would leave marks? Do they not understand that the evidence that they are presenting is not lining up with how the story that she is telling? Well, there's a theory out there, you know, that the lawyers do know she's full of crap and are purposely blowing the case. It's a theory. I'm not saying that's true. It's just some people are perpetuating said theory and being like, like may, maybe they know that they have an unwinnable case and that she is full of it. And so they're just. Well, and then like not the, the Kate Moss thing. Have you heard about Because she mentioned an ex, which they said they agreed not to mention any prior relationship. Well, no, that's part of law. Exes. Like you don't, yeah. if it does not pertain to the case, you don't, then you, don't you can't bring it up. But in court. because she did bring it up now, they can call. Kate Moss is a witness. They can call they can call Indian her ex, ex, which was so stupid because she was arrested for, for domestic a, violence for domestic violence against, against her ex-wife. Yes. And so it's like now that is admissible in court. Yeah. It was not before because it was not relevant to this particular incident. But now it is. But now that she hit. brought up his ex and they can bring up hers they can and bring the fact up hers. that she has a history of partner intimate partner violence is IPV. Yeah. Okay, now we've spent 33 minutes on this. I really wanted to get to the whole men being abused so thing. If we the the real the real thing that is going to come out of this case, the good thing that's going to come out of this case, cross fingers, is Johnny Depp. Should he win? Johnny Depp was abused. Yeah, and Amber Heard abused Johnny Depp. We have a woman abused a man. A woman abused a man. Johnny Depp is one of the most famous actors in the world. And he is claiming domestic violence mm-hmm. um, by a woman, and he is a man. Far less famous than him, might I add. Like, he yes. he should have had, should have, quote, I'm doing air quotes, had all the power in that relationship, which is kind of what she's kind of claiming. Like, he's more famous than me, has yeah. more money, has more connections, is bigger, is a yeah. man, therefore he's stronger. So, by all looking in, he should have had the upper hand or been yeah. his, but he is claiming that he, and with all that power and fame and whatnot, was abused by her, who was less famous. Mm-hmm. I mean, her first really huge thing, as far as I know, anyway, was Aquaman. That's when I first heard of her. Yeah, that, that I mean, well, his and, and wife. Johnny Depp claims that he got her Aquaman. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. He did on the stand. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Anyway, but, like, she, she's less famous as far as the world goes. Less money as far as I know. And, again, a woman in the smaller frame mm-hmm. means that she... And she's not, like, an MMA fighter. Yeah, know? like, she's, she's taller than him, but she's... she know. Her frame is smaller than him. Yeah. I can tell that. Men get abused by women, and society for so long has laughed it off. Mm-hmm. 
as something that it's like when people think men don't have eating disorders right and men absolutely get eating disorders the same ones as women yeah and yet people don't believe that men can be that self-conscious about their bodies right men can get abused by women and one thing is men are taught to not hit women which i agree with right that being said they're taught to the point of sometimes they don't even defend themselves right because they're, they're so afraid and the women who abuse them know this. The second you lay your hand on me, even if you say, even if it is in reality self-defense, I'll call the police and they'll believe that I was defending myself from you yeah. over you defending yourself from me. Right. The yeah. only thing, the only defense that a man has against a woman who is abusing him is to leave the situation. 100%. And 100%. The real tragedy is that in America right now, there are not places for men to go. Very, very, very limited and few. There are hundreds, if not thousands, for women and children, as there should be. Right. Women's shelters for um, abused women. And they should be there. Right. There should also... women should have women should have options. 100%. Definitely. However, men are not allowed in those shelters. No. The only shelters that cater specifically to men, there's two. In the two, whole country. In the we're entire a, country. We're a huge country. We're not and, like and a tiny I, little... That statistic is a couple of years old. That's um, true. Yeah, when I looked it up, it was from a couple years ago. There could be more so now. there could be more now. I, I'm hoping that there that, that I'm statistic hoping there's is wrong now. Least, <laughs> or I'm hoping there's like 40 more at the very yeah. least. Let's get <laughs> this going. Be, there should be thousands, right? But um, it's, it's such an interesting case study to think about the fact that men... Are not like if you if a man if a woman comes forward, yeah. right, and she tells other women that she's been abused. We believe is, them because what, what, what are those women gonna do? They're gonna tell. They're gonna offer her a place to stay. They're yes. gonna find her. You know, they're gonna call the cops. They're gonna you know. They, what happens if a man comes to other men and says, "I'm being abused by my wife." Oh, you're. I was about to say a word I probably shouldn't say on our very <laughs> family friendly podcast. We're not hey, very family friendly this time. <laughs> you're a pussy, if I yeah. may say that. You're a wimp. You're a Get over it. Get over it. Like, she's smarter how, than you. What, like, how can you let her push you around like right. that? Or or they'll laugh it off. Or they'll be like, man, that sucks. You know, like, very rarely will they think to take action in that. Because, like, it's a very uncomfortable situation. Yeah. And, like, a lot of men have wives who are much smaller. And, and most men don't marry extremely violent women. Um, but they do date them. Um, yeah. Violent women have a much harder time hiding violence than violent men do. Um, Interesting. Well, probably is, because they don't have to as much because of, again, what we're talking right, about, the stigma that the second he lays a finger on me, I got you. Yeah. And and as somebody, like, I know firsthand a lot of women who are, um, who have been in abusive relationships and are therefore abusive. Mm-hmm. They are, um, they they will both hit each other. Right? Like, they will get into physical altercations with each other that end in both of them getting hurt. And that's not okay. No. That is not healthy. Mm. And if you're in that situation, I highly recommend getting getting out, first of all, getting therapy yeah. and dealing with your anger issues and the, the, um, the issues behind it. Um, I know of several women who... women When women go violent... 
they have a tendency to go above and beyond violence, right? Well, because, we do that with everything. Right, if we, yeah. have a, if we have an enemy, we don't just want, like, guys can punch it out, I'm generalizing, very, very Yeah, general. we are generalizing. Men can punch it out and then usually get over whatever they're doing. Women don't just want to punch each other out. They want to completely annihilate Annihilation, everything yeah. about you, not just you, but how other people view you. How right. I mean, just look at Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. And that movie resonated with a lot of people because of the realities in it. Right. I mean, frenemies... It's, oh. it's funny, but it's it's true. But it's true. But the, the reason why it's funny is because we can all relate to it. And, and the reason that is... When you... Yeah. yeah, when you have women who, you know, grow up in a hard, a harsh environment and they're perpetuating the cycle of abuse, they... Uh, a lot of the times um, don't understand how to not be violent. Yeah. And and that happens with men as well. Um that's well, like if you go up in a home where your parents yelled at you to do to get stuff done, you're gonna grow up and yell until you learn otherwise if that's how you're gonna parent not to yell. Right. So it's it's all it, it it all comes back to that. But yeah. When um I've I've been in women's homes before, not as a person You have not been I have in, not been admitted no. <laughs> to women's homes. I have gone there as um part of therapy groups I have gone there as as uh, with my parents my, and I've gone there as um like donating things yeah um so I've been around a lot of those my parents were foster parents to a lot of foster children who grew up in very violent homes who grew who were gang um their parents were gang members things like that so I've been around a lot of violent men and violent men, women um and in my experience and in research that I've done and seen and um things like that women who are abusive um, generally fall into the same categories as men who are abusive. They're either obviously abusive, you know, they're very confrontational, they're yelling, they, they hit um, they in, in anger. Things, yeah, yeah. They, they in anger they will do things that are inappropriate. Yeah. And then they'll apologize for it. Um, Which is another, yeah. Women typically don't apologize for it the way that men do because they don't do it. Um, women are better manipulators. That's, oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, built that we're built that way. We're sugar and spice and everything nice. We're built that way. And that's not necessarily, that's, and I'm not always saying that's a bad thing. I think that that is um, something that is just innate. But something I really wanted to get to was, this is the only example, and I'm sure there are others, I know there have to be out there somewhere, movies or TV shows or books, about men being abused by women, but the first and only one that came to my mind was Michael Scott in from The Office. The office. Yeah. He is in an abusive relationship with Jan. Mm-hmm. And you see well, the cycle of abuse. I mean, physically, I don't ever, you don't ever see her hitting him or anything. I think that's a little too dark for The Office. Yeah. But sexually, absolutely. Mm-hmm. She records them and shows her therapist. Yeah. <laughs> she definitely verbally abuses him. She throws a Dundee trophy at his TV, breaking it. Yeah. Which is, that is a form of, of... 100%. It's intimidation. Yeah. And... Mental abuse. 100%. Um, but there's also parts where she is okay, like when he run when he declares bankruptcy. Yeah. (laughs) To the office. Um, and he calls her and she, it's, the bankruptcy is largely in part because of her. Mm -hmm. And she goes off and how could you do this? Where has all your money gone? He runs away to the train and he's going to be a hobo, he says, living on a train, just going off the grid. 
and she comes and that's actually really sweet scene she's like when my life went to crap basically you were there for me so i'll be here for you and she gets up on the train and like okay where we're going people who are abusive are not always jerks Mm -hmm. they can appear sweet and also from personal experience they can appear if you're not in the that situation if you're not in the home with them they can be very charming to other people in public you would never suspect oh my gosh they no way that they did that thing because they can appear very charming and affable and everything right to you but there could be really horrible stuff going on in the home and Jan when you first meet her when you would never assume or suspect that she would be who she ends up being when she's with Michael well later. and and you also have to using the office as an example mm-hmm. when we meet Jan and the the character that she is when we meet her she's a um her life is together you know yeah. she has everything she wants she's a good smart businesswoman kind of a, you know, has uh, her own life and is very secure in her own life. She falls apart. She gets divorced from her first husband. Yeah, she, she her life when her full life falls apart, um, and she you know uh, hooks up with Michael. Um, she thinks of him as a rock bottom. You know? Yes, she never respects him in that way, and so when she is abusive to him, it is out of resentment. It is out mm-hmm. of you are a part of the life that I hate. Yeah, and that is a very real thing that happens in reality. Oh, is yeah. that when I don't people, like where I'm at, and it's your fault. Yeah, and then you feel justified in hurting this person because you are in a crap, and you know, and it's something that we talked about with um. Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is yeah. is that whole it's a different make, episode. <clears throat> Listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Is so just to kind of get you guys on the same page. If you make a bad decision, you feel guilty about it. You either fix it or you make another bad decision and you perpetuate it. Because you're figuring I've already done the bad thing. Yeah. So you, just keep going. Keep going. And when you are hitting rock bottom when you are when you hate your life and then there's a person who is there in your life that you hate you want to hate yourself so you are mean to them they cry and you either feel powerful or you feel like crap Mm -hmm. and when you feel like crap um you you, uh you perpetuate it again because it's like well i did it i may i feel like crap i'm a horrible person so i'm just gonna keep doing these horrible awful things and if you feel powerful in that situation get therapy um, but if you feel powerful in that situation, it is very addictive to mm-hmm. be that manipulative, to be, um, in control of another human being. Yeah. And it can go from, you know, one incident where you didn't even realize it, but it felt good. And so you're going to continue doing it. And the more you get away with it, the more addicted you get to it. Yeah. And it will perpetuate. There is, okay, so I want to talk about Michael's thought for a minute more, but you reminded me of a movie that is probably really cheesy, but I think everybody should grow up watching because I did, and holy dang, did it shape so much of me in ways I didn't know until I was older. But sticking with Michael Scott for now, he, the way that his relationship, even when he's telling other people about the relationship with Jan, even, I mean, one of my favorite episodes is the, the dinner party. Mm-hmm. that they have and that's where we really see the height of the abuse yeah. that's going on and the fact that she how horrible she really is to him and he he retaliates he says not nice things to her mm-hmm. as as much but we can see that clearly she's the aggressor yeah 
even that's done in humor. I mean, Jim and Pam steal the CD of her from her assistant, and yeah. that's how it kind of ends. And there's other things, but when he takes the women to the mall, there, this is before the dinner date, way before. But he takes all the women to the mall, and he's talking to them, and he's like, you know, I just I'm not happy when I'm with her, and blah blah blah. Karen and Pam kind of have a thing. They're kind of fighting over Jim a little bit. Mm-hmm. So they're more talking about Jim than him. But Karen is like, sometimes you just have to push through. Like, it's hard, but you just get through it and you work out. And Pam's like, no, it really sounds like it's awful. It just, I don't know. It just, if a woman was sitting in front of them, even with all the things going on with them between Jim, would they be saying that? Right, exactly. They were saying it because it's a man, and because, again, it's so sitcom, and we have to have tension and story and blah, blah, blah. But if there was a woman, the writers would not dare have that subtext. No. They only have that subtext there with Michael because he's a man. Well, and it can be presented in a funny way. And because it can be presented in a funny way. Um, There's not a a way to present abuse of a woman in a funny way. No. And but isn't it sad that there is a that way? That there be, is a way. Yeah, exactly. It's sad that there is a way for it to be presented as a man. Okay, this is you saying when you hate yourself, you treat others badly because mm-hmm. you want to hate yourself. Reminded me of this movie. It's called The Buttercream Gang. Oh, You know it. I do know it. I grew up with it. <sighs> Same. Everyone should. And, and the, the line... I yes. want you to hate me because, because I, I hate, hate myself. myself. I'm crying. Oh my gosh. I'm literally having tears come in my eyes because that movie got me to understand so much of why people do what they do. Why I do what I do. Yeah. To not take what people do so offensively. Like if if someone says something snarky to me, I could be like, okay, they must be having a bad day. Yeah. And, and this I, is why people do bad things. And and also as a child to understand why people do bad things. And so many people I think today have a hard time trying to make children understand in a, in a child's life why, why people do bad things. But that movie did it in a such a such beautiful way. Beautiful way. Very appropriate for all ages. Very true. Yeah. Lots of truth in it. I mean, this, the sequel was weird. The sequel was like a Goonies wannabe. But... <laughs> But the first movie is wonderful. The Buttercream Gang. Everyone should go buy it. Everyone should have their children raised watching this movie. Because even if that... It, so it's if, you, if you've never seen The Buttercream Gang, I'll, I'll, I won't... Well, I'm going to have to spoil it for you. Just a little bit. Just um, a little bit. So there are these boys that live in a small town. Mm-hmm. And they are called The Buttercream Gang because they go around doing good deeds. And that started with turning butter back in the long time ago. 1800s or something. Yeah. yeah. So now they're, now it's just a bunch of teenage boys who go around and do, do good deeds. They're and like Boy Scouts. Yeah, like everybody knows them. Um, one of their members moves away. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a while later. Maybe um, almost a year. Yeah, it's a while a later. Yeah. And the, the boy that moved away um, has uh, joined a gang. In, yeah. in Chicago, where he had moved to. Yeah. And the his mother or aunt that he was living aunt. with, yeah. his aunt that he was living with, um, didn't want him, you know, running with that crowd. So she sent him home to the small town. And all of his friends are excited because their best friend is coming back. Um, but he has changed so much. And he and starts his own gang. He starts his own gang. He starts doing all of the things that he was doing in Chicago that were getting him into trouble. And the leader of... Scott, Scott, the leader of the Buttercream Gang, Scott, who was his best friend and is just devastated by um, what has happened to his best friend, 
he uh through a series of events like he you know he goes too far um pete pete the kid that moved away goes too far and scott is like how can like what can i do how can i help him how can, how can I, I be his friend how can i be his friend and ultimately the entire town uh just decides to love this kid mm-hmm. and if he steals something they just give it to him and if he you know you know is taking someone's bike they just hand it over you know like um so taking all of the the fun and the rebellion out of what he's trying to do and it culminates and it climaxes with this is the spoiler this is the spoiler it climaxes with him robbing uh the local store mm-hmm. with a baseball bat oh yeah and the owner of the store opens a cash register and says how much money do you need here you go and he's like stop being nice to me yeah stop he's like i'm robbing you like stop being nice to me and he's like well you're not robbing me if i give it to you yeah and you must need it if you're you robbing need me it. and the kid freaks out and he, and he tells scott the line um i want you to hate me because i hate me and um it's a beautiful moment it, it's it is and and it's it's a very cheesy movie it is it's if you do films cheesy. for family uh, with cute if with with if you are familiar with that, um, feature films for family. If you're familiar with that studio, then you understand what I mean when we say cheesy. But great message. But it is it is a beautiful message, and this is a cute movie. It is. It's and, well worth the watch. And it's definitely really good for explaining to children of how to how to deal with people who are who are struggling. bad, why they're bad, and ways to deal with it. One hundred percent. Because I look at the way that there was a lot of. Like, Disney's doing the the villain movies. Like, they're going Mm -hmm. back in time and showing us how they became a villain. And there's a lot of trying to make villains more humanizing. Yeah. Understanding where they got to, why they got to where they are. And the problems that I see in those that I don't see in Buttercream Gang as as much is... Well, one thing, we're supposed to feel sad for these villains. And I I understand that. And I do think that we should feel sad for people who go through horrible things and then stay in that mindset. Right. Which we've talked about before. Which we've talked about. But it also seems like they're justifying. Well, the, they're kind of glorifying it because, like, yeah. in we all love villains, yeah, because they're cool, right? Maleficent and and there's a, there's there's a storytelling aspect to that in that heroes are boring because they're not active characters. Mm-hmm. They're not going to save the world if there's nothing to save the world from. Yeah, and so heroes are boring until they have a villain who is proactive. And trying to take over the world, right? And so they're stopping them. And so villains are more interesting characters, which is why we all love villains. And they have the best Disney songs. They do. And and, and really cool costumes, typically. Oh, like, color best. schemes are, are on point. The best. Um. So what Disney is doing, and, and not just Disney, a lot of studios are oh, trying yeah. to go back and, and they're picking villains. Up. But what they're, the problem is, is that they're not making them villains. Like, Maleficent, in particular made her out to not, no longer be a villain, which Maleficent is the best villain. She calls herself the mistress of evil, calls upon all the powers of but if hell. You, if you, you don't get more evil than that. If you watch evil. the movie, the live-action movies... I have not. Well, no, I saw the first one. There is absolutely... Well, the second one has absolutely nothing to do with her. Like, she could not be in it, and the movie would not change. Um, Never and so, like... But I saw the first in theaters and promptly for, forgot about it. Yeah, it's... And then Cruella is the same problem, is the fact that, like, I think Cruella would be a really great movie if it was, like, about Cruella's daughter. 
you know, like if, if the, it was about not Cruella. Yeah, like because I loved the fashion, I loved oh, the, the idea and everything, fantastic. but it had nothing to do with who Cruella was, and we know who Cruella becomes. Yeah, we know she's gonna end up killing, trying to kill puppies. Yeah, like that's also pretty darn evil. But you don't, in the, you don't but get in this cruel. movie, she has a dog, and the reason she hates Dalmatians is because they killed her mother. Like, so she gifts friends Dalmatians naturally. Yeah, and so it's and like the Dalmatians naturally. And then we're supposed to believe that she suddenly becomes the woman who is in 101 Dalmatians. Like, it doesn't make any sense, and it doesn't no. work because. You are, and I think one um, series that did it good was Once Upon a Time, because when they bring Cruella in, they have they have perpetuated that villains can be saved, that they can all be saved, they oh, can yeah. all change, they can all change, they can all change, but when it comes to Cruella, she legitimately is evil, she cannot change because she has always been evil, and um, she was aptly named. Yeah, <laughs> and so it, it's like, there are people, and there are, you know, that are just they've made that choice to be evil and they just are happy with it and abusive people like thinking that you can fix someone or change someone um you cannot right they have to change themselves and if they are not willing to do that and if you um don't want to have to deal with that then you you need to do what's right for you you. and if you have children for your children exactly so basically i really I mean, we talked a lot about the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial because there is a lot to talk about. So we might come back to some other things later. But men get abused as well. They should have access to all the resources they, that they need. Even if less men and get abused than women, there should be more than two shelters in the U.S. And they should be believed. And they should be believed if there's evidence. And this is my uh, my other thing. If a friend comes to you or if someone that you know and that you know wouldn't lie comes to you and says they're being abused, believe them. But in the court of law, as a juror, believe the evidence. Well, as a and, lawyer or yeah. judge or whatever. Like, there, there's times when you don't know the person. Like, we don't know Amber Heard and Johnny Depp personally. Right. We have no idea what goes on in their personal lives, right. for the most part, other than the recordings. We have to go off the evidence. And yeah, so it's yeah. not, so I, it's, yes, believe people, but also believe evidence. Well, and I think you should believe people first. Because you need to get them out of that situation. 100%. So, like, even if they're lying. So get like, them out. So, if you, if you, someone comes to you and they say they're being abused, you get them out of that situation and then you can deal with the aftermath. Yeah. Because what happens is if they are lying, then what has happened? Well, first of all, the person that they're lying about is now free from a, someone them who's lying. willing, who's willing to accuse them of, of violence, you know, abuse. And they're free from that person, and that situation is diffused at least a little, and you give them an out. Um, And if it is true, then you separate them from their abusers, and then they can eventually get help. And and I think that I hope with this Johnny Depp trial that more men are aware that they can come forward and they can be believed i hope so and, and that, i hope that, and that there can be resources uh recourses for them i hope people mo- can people women can be brought to justice yeah i really hope that more shelters are built i would love it if johnny depp he doesn't have to he can do whatever he wants with his life and his money but if he wins and he takes some of that 50 million and puts it toward funding more men's shelters yeah. or a program for some any something for male again he doesn't have to well and i think even what he's doing now just admitting it just right now is amazing yeah to pour out his private life when he has not done so before well and another thing that i think is really important with the amber heard and Johnny up cases 
that and that with her mentioning Kate Moss, we can start a new one. Too. Okay. Um, <laughs> with her mentioning Kate Moss and bringing up their exes, is that he was married for several years. He has been in high-profile relationships, and all of the women that he has been with for long terms who have known him intimately all have come up and said he is not violent. He has never been violent. And, me, and you know, and his breakup from, like, Winona Ryder was very public and very, like, um, I mean, he had a tattoo drama. of her. <laughs> yes. He Somewhere had a, he has a tattoo. Well, he still has it, but it says Wino forever instead, instead of Winona. Winona. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which is sad hilarious. and <laughs> hilarious because he's hopefully a recovering addict. I don't know if he is sober or not, but. Yeah, but, but the thing, we'll just start. Yeah, we'll start a new one. 